and somehow we're making it through June. I don't, I don't really know. It's really hot um, in the in most of the United States. Uh, it's, fortunately, it's cooled down over the last couple of days. But the benefit of it being really hot is you can stay and watch anime and wrap yourself up in something comfy on on the couch. My name's Annalise. I'm here to talk about a really important show from 2013. But before we get to that, we got to get to my co-host. It's Sofreshea. How you doing? I am. Uh, I'm doing all right. I had a lot of fun watching this week's show, so I'm excited to talk about it. I'm excited to talk about about it, but I need to tell you something that you have to do as soon as we're done tonight. Oh no! You need What's to that? send me the stuff for Becoming Army because I'm gonna need two weeks to get through it all. Okay. Well, I've got a good chunk of it done already. I'm getting that on tape, even though we're not using <laughs> tape, so I can say that I asked for it. <laughs> Because I, I will, do, I'll I, do my best. I do want it in advance. I'm so busy. I'm so busy right now. Oh my goodness. I can at least get you the the songs, the musical part of it, to at least get started. That would be a help. All right, but we are here to talk about anime, not our excellent uh, BTS podcast. And I'm I'm always here to talk about BTS. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> BTS has <is> completely <laughs> taken over your life. If you could just do. It- bts podcast every single week you might be happier maybe <laughs> there's probably enough BTS anyway. to talk about all right anywho we're talking about anime and we're going to be talking about our show here in a moment which you already know what it is from the title but i want to talk about something adjacent to anime fandom i have gotten into collecting um anime figures now most of what i collect are prize figures which tend to run somewhere between 20 and 40 dollars a piece because I don't want to get too deep into this hobby, and most of what I want to collect are just figures of characters I love from shows that I love. So I have just finished the collection of all seven of the uh, Love Live characters who are in the performance for some for someday, and the reason why is because all of those costumes are based off of Alice in Wonderland. I have other things that I'm collecting as well along with this, but about two weeks ago, The pre-orders opened up for a couple of new uh, figures, and I'm going to share this link with Soph here in a moment. I haven't shown it to her before. Um, There's a whole thing in the figure collecting community about bunny figures, which is basically characters wearing bunny outfits. It's mostly girls, but there are actually a few male bunny figures out there, and they are great, Um, and everyone should love them. But I do not tend to go in for the ultra sexy figures because of my own uh, problems but all the girls that I watch who are reviewing figures are all big huge fans of bunnies so I've been slowly converted to this over time and I thought I was safe I thought I was safe until (laughs) (laughs) until Freen released two figures from my two favorite characters of uh from the show new game which is a show we'll get to down the road um and i really love new game new game is one of my favorite shows the last half decade or so and i really wanted these figures because i the most the most used uh gift that i have on twitter is a gif of hifumi typing at her keyboard and then chuckling to herself 
Um, and in a lot of ways, Hifumi is absolutely a character that I identify with. I'm not the person at home that I am at work. Um, Aoba is the main character. Uh, in a lot of ways, I identify with her. I'm very optimistic about work. I love my job, even when it makes me too tired. And wanting these two character figures, um, yeah, I'm, I'm just going to send these send these figures to to you over over Discord now, so you can look in your private <laughs> message chat. These are the two figures that were just announced. So okay, if you if you pop into Discord and yeah, I'm looking at it. Yeah, they're very cute. They're they super, are. super, super cute. And um, I don't really have a frame of reference for how different that is from how the characters normally they're look. They're perfect. They're fucking okay. perfect. I mean, the expressions on their faces, their poses, they're very, they're, they're, they're spot on. Freen does a great job make, capturing the essence of the characters in their bunny figures, which is why people like them so much. But it's also, you know... It's also a very simple figure. The thing that I like about it is that they put actual tights on the figures. That's not mm. painted on. Those are actual tights that are fitted to be on, on the figures. So when I saw this on Tokyo Taka Mode, each of these figures are being sold at $284 a piece. How big are they? They're quarter scale, so they're one-fourth the size that they would be in real life. Mm. So they're very big. And to be fair, $284 for a freeing bunny is considered by some a reasonable price. The thing is, I went and looked around and I found them on other sites. I found the same figures on Solaris Japan for $224. Hmm. Both of these sites are shipping from Japan, so the extra sixty dollars a piece has nothing to do with um, uh, extra costs incurred by Tokyo Taka Mode. It is just Tokyo Taka Mode is overcharging everyone, hoping they won't go onto the actual Japanese sites. Rude really rude and I did a whole bunch of comparisons because I also pulled up and I'm gonna I'm gonna send this send this link to you I also pulled up um, a very gay figure set from the um, uh, from the from the uh, visual novel um, uh, I skipped past it I had it in my history from the visual novel of of uh, uh, Oshino, o Oshino Love Yori uh, Koino Love which is waifus over husbandos which is a visual <laughs> novel about one woman very slowly coming to terms with the fact that she actually does love the girl who has a crush on her so um, and if you look at these figures and I'm going to post the link from Solaris uh, in again discord so you can see it if you oh, look cute. at these figures, they're very cute. I mean, again, I'm shocked that these figures got made into a figure. Again, on Tokyo Taco Mode, $367. On Solaris Japan, $244. Wow, $125 difference. 
Yeah, so I'm mad about this. <laughs> so they're just counting upon people being too lazy to go to a Japanese site. And, and the Japanese and buy from site there. is in English. If you click on the Solaris link I gave you, it's in English. <laughs> I don't even know what they're counting on. I And... and the, I guess the only thing I'll be using Tom for anymore is just to buy uh, prize figures after they come out and when they go on discount. Uh, I will not be doing pre-orders through, through Tom, and I guess this is why all the other uh, figure collect figure collectors like Gwen Collects. By the way, check out Gwen Collects YouTube. She doesn't know that we're that we're promoting her here, but she does a fantastic YouTube, and she's a little too obsessed with sexy figures. For a straight girl. Is there such thing? Oh, for a straight girl? I for don't know. for a super straight girl. <laughs> you're 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 straight, so yes. But so is spaghetti until you get it wet. Um, <laughs> you do like to say that, don't you? I, I do because I think you I think you'd you'd flip hard if if Toronto was you know in real life. Of course, I would. I I, I think you might give up your your um, your Korean boyfriends for Toronto. I didn't say you'd stop listening to BTS or watching their videos. I just think you'd give up your Korean boyfriends for her. We'd have to have a serious discussion, me and yeah. Taranda. Yeah, I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure she'd win. <laughs> I wouldn't have much choice in the matter. No, no, no. All right. <laughs> anyway, enough of my fantasies of Nidel. All right, and enough of talking about anime <laughs> figures. Please shop around if you're going to get into any kind of collectible hobby, uh, because you will find sites that claim they're saving you, but they are ripping you off. Um, and Tom isn't a terrible site. It's just I'm, I get very annoyed about these scale figures being so much more expensive on Tom than they are on Solaris Japan or AmiAmi. Um, shop around. All right. Absolutely. Let's let's talk about what we're talking about tonight, and for that, uh, Soph, what is the show that we are going to talk about? What is the show that that I have introduced you to this time? Well, you introduced me to Kill a Kill, which is from 2013, aired through 2014, and it's another, I guess, set, it's set in a school, but I, I wouldn't really call it a slice of life show per this- se. <laughs> this is not a slice of life show. We will get to genre for this. So, for the anime fans who are listening to this, you might be wondering, well, why are you talking about Kill a Kill? Because Kill a Kill is one of the best shows of the last decade. It is absolutely the show that gets credited on anime Twitter and anime YouTube as the show that, quote, saved anime. And for those of you who think that that would be sort of online, you all have terrible taste and need to go away. Um, if you want to argue with me that it's Attack on Titan, I'll hear that argument out. But this show is the first show from Studio Trigger. It is directed by uh, Hiroyuki uh, Imaishi, who is the director of uh, Ray Cutie Honey, Gurren Lagann, Panty and Stocky with Garter Belt. He's, he did work on FLCL and Black Rock Shooter as well. So all he's ever directed, animated, touched has been pretty much bangers. It's written by Kazuki uh, Nakashima, who wrote Gurren Lagann, who wrote Nodama Cantable, and uh, BNA, which is a Netflix anime. All of those, again, are bangers. And music from uh, Hiroyuki Sawano, Attack on Titan, the new uh, Legend of the Galactic Heroes, and, mo- and most of the modern Gundam shows I could find out about. And this is a man who has a, a, a certain signature in music named after him called the Sawano Drop. And you hear Sawano Drops all over this show, and they are 
bangers. And in short, this is a series, this is a banger of a series made by a bunch of people who just drop bangers. And so, I don't think I've ever heard you use the word bangers so much in five minutes. <laughs> this is such a good show. This is such this is such a rewatchable show, which is hard for me to do because what kind of time do you do I have to rewatch shows? This is a yep. show that you can sit down and watch in two days and you can always feel like you're you're able to watch it. It's also a show that I think benefits from watching in the original Japanese because as an action show you don't have to pay super attention to the the dialogue and the dub to be fair to the dub is not horrible. And yeah, I I actually listened to the to the dub just because of the time constraints that I have to watch it. I kind of watched it while I was working, and I actually found that to be really true. Where it was so actiony that it was okay if I didn't like pay a hundred percent attention to it all the time. <laughs> yeah, and it's and and the dub does not make any serious changes to the story, which is a problem with uh, adaptations of action shows and shows in general in the past. Uh, but this is one of the this is one of the most interesting shows in that the more that I think about it, the more I wonder, does this show fit into a genre? And this is an interesting question, because certainly the show has elements of your standard action show. It has big battles and big fights and dramatic moments, and so in that way it's not that dissimilar from Dragon Ball Z, or a better example would probably be Bleach. Um, Yeah, that's where I was kind of putting it. But it also has all the school drama and slice of life stuff attached to it. It also has all the science fiction stuff attached to it. And if we're being honest about it, Ryoku and Satsuki are magical girls. Mm. And here's my take on the genre of Kill a Kill, is that it does not fit nice or neatly into any of the standard genres of anime. It touches on drama, comedy, action, school life, slice of life, magical girl, science fiction. It touches on all of those, but it doesn't fit into any of them. And this is a show that is almost without genre. It is only definable for me by the fact that it is animated. And that's its only real tie with other things. And I know there's all kinds of callbacks and references all throughout the show. We're not going to go into those t- t- tonight because that would be uh, a three-hour podcast. And I probably wouldn't get most of them. Exactly. <laughs> and it's also the show that's the first show that Studio Trigger made coming off of them leaving Studio Gainax, which is one of the most important shows in all of animation. I could digress on that for a while, but again, Self wouldn't understand any of that because she's still very new to this and doesn't even really know anything about the the individual studios. That's where she's learning. Um, So we're just going to talk about this show being awesome, and I'm going to just throw it to Self. Where do you want to start? Well, I will say that I I really ended up liking the show by the end, but the first half of it was a little too battly for me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just 
uh, Ryuko fighting one club leader and then another club leader and then another club leader. And like, yeah, she's badass and cool, but it wasn't really until her and Satsuki, like you started feeling the dynamic between them that the show really started getting interesting to me. Yep. And um, that's, so that's really where it picked up. Yeah. And that's kind of the issue with this show is that I was talking to one of my uh, friends playing D&D last night and they said they couldn't get past episode one because it looked to them like Ryuko's school uniform was forcibly having sex with her. It does. I mean, they have close-ups on her camel, her aggressive camel toe every time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, yeah. Yeah. And so I can certainly see that. But that's more of a misunderstanding to get you into everything else. And this show is full of mis- misunderstandings as we go through <laughs> it. And the whole point of... And this is my take of at the end of the show. The reason why Ryoko has to go through all this stuff is because we learn by the end of the show that everything that's been happening at the school is Satsuki playing both sides because she knows what her mother is up to and we'll get to that in a moment she wants to stop it but at the same time she needs to use her mother's resources to stop it and so the only people who know what Satsuki is doing are the big four club leaders and the other people she has conscripted across the country. And I, I did really end up liking by the end how the four, like the four people, club club leaders or whatever, the journey that they went on from the beginning to the end. I, I guess that that kind of underlines the importance of the first part of the show because you see how far they've come. Mm-hmm. And there's so many like great touches to this because until we get the big reveal about what's happening we just think it's you just think it's like this creeping power fantasy as power continually goes up Ryoko battles she loses she gets stronger she wins she rests there's a there's a whole episode it's one of the earliest episodes um when the it's episode four actually Dawn of a Miserable Morning, one of the funniest episodes, where... Is that uh, the one where they have to battle through all the things on the way to the school? Yeah, where they have to get to school on time. <laughs> uh, it, it's great. It's 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 such a fun episode to watch. And then the uh, the big battle that, that leads up to uh, basically Ryoko facing against the Elite Four with some of just the best fight choreography and animation and the most ridiculous stuff that you will see. And then the reveals that, um, first of all, that Ryoku and Satsuki are sisters. And the reveals that all this is happening. And all the stuff that is happening. And the... the plan that their dad had the whole mm-hmm. time, yeah. And the plan, and, and the plan that Satsuki is trying to put in place, and the place where where this where where, where shit hits the fan for me, is when Satsuki gets captured back by her mother. And yeah. there's that scene where she's stripped naked in a cage, with like water dripping for her to stay alive. Mm-hmm. And. 
this is where I say that, you know, while there are definitely, there's definitely a lot of nudity in this show, if you are fapping to this nudity, something is very wrong with you. Well, that particular one, yeah. Yeah. But there's people who fap to this stuff, and there's people who are, who are very, very wrong about some of this stuff. Um, what was what was the stuff that stood out to you in the characters of the show? What was like the good time that you were having here? Um. Well, I liked. Well, once Ryoko and Satsuki found out they were sisters, they still didn't really like. It didn't. It wasn't an instant love fest. Okay, let's go fight our mom. Like the whole like Ryuko's battle to like with like. Uh, Senkets and like getting her to ask for help from Satsuki I'm sorry I'm awful with names Satsuki (laughs) getting her to ask for help that was really great and now that I mentioned Senkets the whole battle between Senkets and Ryuko is something we haven't even talked about Mm -hmm. Um, but the development of that where they ended up being they were both like could act independently and were equally powerful on their own because they had each other. Yep. That was really great. I really love the the Elite 4. I think they are seriously one of the best parts of this show. Um and I love the way in which they are all portrayed and the way in which they're all allowed to kind of be amazing. Um uh, Gamagori is probably my favorite because he is this giant, and he the is stu- the disciplinary lead of yeah. the school, right? <laughs> yeah, he's he's this giant, and like his appearance in the very last thing where he where he's like this huge thing behind all these other small things, and I love his relationship with uh 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 Nonon. Um, the the leader of the of the band club. Oh, I like her. <laughs> and and it's the big little dynamic. There's a whole show actually about big little dynamic. There's actually been a couple of shows of big big men, uh, petite woman, and how they how 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 will they coexist? Um, <laughs> that are really fun and really touching. And I think that dynamic doesn't start here, but it's made interesting here. And all of the things that are happening with this and the uh, Mankan Shoku family that's that's uh, Mako's family they yeah. are a delightful bunch of peasants There's, I don't know what else to call them yeah it's, they certainly yeah I, I don't know that I have as strong feelings about them as you but they're fun they're fun the mother they're is the right. most fun Making cro- yeah. cro- 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 croquettes with mystery meats. She does love making croquettes, and they sure love eating them. <laughs> yep. And the, the, the father is like, uh, the first time you meet him, he's like, I don't get sued if my patients die. <laughs> Back alley doctor. Uh, just everything else that's, that's going on uh, in this. And then the, the nudist beach resistance. Oh. <laughs> It. I mean, when we see Ryoku's uh, homeroom teacher, uh, Aikuro uh, 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 Mikitsugi, you think this this guy is just another stereotypical pervy teacher. <laughs> Unfortunate stereotype that continues to persist. 
but he's actually trying to subtly tell Ryoko what's going on. He's just bad at it. Yeah, the first time he revealed himself by, like, slow motion, whipping off his shirt and brushing back his hair into his anime hair and, like, his nipples are, like, dazzling. I'm like, whoa, that's not what I expected. Yeah. And and you, 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 you get tricked by this series because everything in the series seems like it's leading you in one direction and you don't really know that what you're actually getting is, wait a minute, clothing was invented by aliens as a way to subjugate the human race. Pants are evil. Mm-hmm. Pants mm-hmm. are evil. And it's canon. The great thing about this is that if you watch the uh, opening and closing animations, or sorry, just the opening animations, they show you that story. So there's a scene at the end of the first opening where you see all the kind of faceless, similar uh, students of the high school turning into this wall. That's foreshadowing what's going to happen at the end. If you watch the second opening, you'll see Satsuki and the Elite Four going down one path, and you see Ryoko and her friends and Nudist Beach going down another path, and it's very clear that those paths are parallel leading to their mother. Hmm. So, I didn't notice that second part. Yep. So every little piece in the opening is showing you the story, but it's not explaining anything. So you're seeing it all. And when you go back and you rewatch those openings after you've watched all 24 episodes, we're not talking about the OVA because we didn't, you know, you know, buy it. So fuck it. Um, but when you've seen it all, you really understand this is a super well-plotted-out story. This is not something they were making up as they were going along. Everything in this story is super deliberate. And if you take one thing out, because there's lots of stuff not to like about this. I mean, again, creepy teacher bullshit. But if you pull one thread out, the entire thing falls apart. This is one of my favorite ways to tell a story where everything is interwoven and we're going to make there's so many clothing puns to make here (laughs) but it's all sewn together perfectly and at the end you get my favorite payoff and it is Mako saying and after you after you save the world we're going on a date (laughs) (laughs) and then she defeats her mom at the end, she's like, I've got a date to go to. I know, it's so great. <laughs> and then they do, and they live happily ever after. It's, I, I, love, I love confirmed queer characters, because um, very clearly, uh, uh, Ryuko and Mako are not straight. Not even a little bit. <laughs> well, no. And it's it's such it's such a love it's such a lovely little thing. And I used to say for years about this show, this is proof that the only thing that will save the world is the promise of a lesbian date with a cute girl. Mm-hmm. That's all there is to fair. it. That's, that's all that saves the world. Fair, uh, fair. By the way, I'm holding up my Mako figurine right now. So. Oh yeah, you sent me a picture of that. Yeah. And Mako is absolutely my favorite character in this show. Because she is an insane Greek chorus. Now, to explain what I mean by that, 
Um, the Greek cor the chorus in Greek drama and Greek uh, tragedy specifically is kind of all and comedy as well is kind of tell, do, run, doing running commentary of what's going on in the show. Mako, every time something comes up or every time someone says something about Ryoku, jumps in with this two-minute insane explanation of things that is just the best part of this show. All the things that Mako does are just... Rewind, I gotta watch that again. <laughs> She's so devoted to Ryoku, it's adorable. Yep. And I, I do want to talk a little bit about her voice actress. Uh, um, Aya Su uh, Suzaki has been in so many things um, and just constantly gets gets really good work. I'm trying to find something else that she was in uh, that... Mm, oh my goodness, I wish she hadn't been in that. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's see... She's not been in a lot that I've actually watched, but she is just a delight. I haven't heard the English version of it. Um, what did you think of her English voice? Because her, her her Japanese voice acting is, like, literally my favorite thing. Of Mako? Mako, yeah. Mako, I'm sorry. Um, it was really cute. Um, I gotta say, I'm not, I don't have really an ear for to comment too much on the on the voice acting. I mean, it, it seemed, seemed to fit the character well for me. Yeah, Christine Marie uh, Cabanos uh, did uh, the English version. She's done a lot of stuff. I don't... She, she's not done a lot of other Mako characters, I gotta tell you that much. Um, but she is, she is... She apparently has a pretty good resume. And, you know, cool. Uh, I, I don't know much about English voice actors and it's not my thing. So, but this show, this show, the show is awesome. The show is great. And the, the bits of it I was able to watch over the last month. Cause I'm just, I haven't been able to do anything. Um, I was just so happy rewatching kill a kill when I got to sit down and rewatch it. Um, the few episodes that I get to rewatch, I rewatched episode, uh, four, obviously, I rewatched the uh, <laughs> battle between Ryoko and the Elite Four, and I rewatched the last three episodes. So those were the parts that I really wanted to rewatch, and I loved all of it. And I, I could see if I had more time, I would sit down and give this show another watch because I think there's so much more. One of the things about Studio Gainax in its early days and about Trigger today is there's so much love they put into what they're doing and it's not just I mean Gynex was started by a bunch of fans who created the uh, one, one of the greatest OVAs ever ever seen Otaku no Video um, which sprouted out everything else they were doing and if you, if you don't know about Gynex and the rise and fall of this once great studio that did amazing things basically the people who are at Trigger were like yeah, we need to go and do other things. And this isn't even Trigger's best show, if you ask me. Hmm. Their best show is probably Little Witch Academia, which is everything you wish Harry Potter was. <laughs> um, It's a show about a witch's school. Because I don't know about everyone else who is still you know paying attention to the Potterverse I'm not 
for I'm not either. All the reasons. But all the reasons. The disappointing thing about Harry Potter, and lots of people have made this comment, was that what you wanted was books about attending magical school. What you got was this really boring hero's journey with a really boring protagonist. And it was the side characters who made everything interesting, as is true in every hero's journey story. No one is a fan of Harry. Everyone is a fan of all the characters around him. Because the characters around him are more interesting than he is. Mm-hmm. And I think that's completely fair. Um, and that's that's the issue. And so Little Witch Academia is a show which, again, everyone should go watch. And it's on Netflix still, I hope. Because it's a Netflix original. They they actually own it. Um, you do seem to have a knack of giving me shows that are just that week going off of Netflix. I think this happened with our, our last show, too. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> Anywho. Um, yeah, uh, Little Witch Academia, definitely, definitely worth uh, checking out, as is so much of the rest. Yeah, ne- uh, it's never going to go off of Netflix because Netflix does own it. Um, okay. But they've done Darling the Franks, which was, it's a mediocre show, but it's got some good concepts. SSS uh, uh, Gridman, which is one of the gayest shows ever. And people should definitely uh, check that out. BNA, which is Brand New Animal, uh, which is a CGI uh, anthropomorphic show. You would think it's furry bait. It's actually not. Uh, People who like Zootopia really will like uh, BNA. Just Trigger is doing so much good stuff. And everyone should definitely go check it out. Check out the stuff they're doing. And hopefully they're going to do more good stuff in the future. Uh, it's a small studio, and just all the stuff that they're doing is great. They're, they even have a Patreon you can go support, uh, which is trying to just get more money for projects because, again, small studio. Um, cool. Just definitely a show to – definitely a studio to keep your eye on. And they help out with other productions as well and some video game stuff. So, yeah, uh, let's get back into – the notes we talked about whether or not this has a genre we talked about the openings let's talk a little bit about the art style because this is an art style that can really only be described as well <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm sorry I, I i feel a little incompetent like not having the right language to talk about about the art style because i well, I mean, tell, I, I tell me what you like about it. Well, I uh, it's okay. I'm sorry. No, that's fine. Um, I don't have. I most to talk about I, it either. I, 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 I mostly just get into it for the characters and the story. Mm-hmm. I don't pay it. Like, I'm sure it's really good, but it. It's not something I pay particular attention to. That's understandable. <laughs> well, you're still new to this, so when when there's two half naked badass ladies fighting, like with that much I'm under sure... boobs and underbutt. Oh my god! Every time it would snap, I'm like that must really hurt. <laughs> anyway, yeah, you're you're already in heaven. The, this is why I don't pay attention to the art style because I'm just like, oh, 
paying attention to the, to the boobs. There's a roughness <laughs> to the art style as we move away from boobs. There's a roughness to the art style oh. that allows the animations the animations to be covered up. And so any imperfections in the animation can be attributed to the art style being this kind of rough and gruff, almost post-apocalyptic. And then once the life fibers are defeated at the end, the it goes background... to black and white. What? There was a there was. I'm sorry to interrupt you. I thought you were going here. At the end, they it goes to kind of like a line drawing thing, mm-hmm. which I thought was really interesting. See, yep. I had something to say about art. Yeah. I think it's gorgeous, and, and Trigger definitely refines his signature art style for uh, Little Witch Academia. The character, the characters in Little Witch Academia look a lot like the character models in this from a certain point of view. Um, so this is just really kind of a unique art style. It doesn't fit into uh, a lot of the standard uh, tropey art styles that are common with the various genres and demographics in anime and trigger really does play around with art style a lot like when we talked about uh love chinobu and other delusions kyoto animation has a very specific art style there's a very specific kyoto kyo Annie art style where you recognize a kyo Annie show just based on the character's faces like, if you show me 20 anime characters without anything other than their faces, I can pick out all the Ani shows, even if I've not seen that show. Um, and Trigger is the same way. They have a very unique, not just single style, but kind of sets of styles that they're developing. And it's really just beautiful animation and beautiful art. And I wanted to give a bit of a mention to that. And then... Uh, what else did we have to talk about here with this? Because we don't have a whole lot more to talk about. Is there anything else you wanted to dive into or anything else you wanted to talk about with this show? Well, I gotta say, I really love the the song every time they transform. Like, I've never watched a battle show before, so I didn't like get it. The It took a couple times. Like, oh, they do this every time they transform. Okay. But when it breaks into don't lose your way like, by the end, when the two girls are transforming together, I'm like, this is the most awesome thing I've ever seen in anime. Yep. That is that is <laughs> right great. out of Shonen Battle anime. Uh, and it's, and it's, I think it's executed better here than it is in anything other than Bleach. And I haven't watched Bleach in a while. Um, but I really loved the transformation songs they would use in Bleach. And it's one of those things where this is the great thing about any kind of cinema not just animation not just anime but any kind of cinema is making this not just a feast for the eyes but also paying attention to what the ears need to hear and i think that trigger does such a great job making shows that do those things and making you feel immersed in the world even when the world is kind of disturbing and alien all right are there any final thoughts that we want to throw out other than the uh, Don't Lose Your Way, which, by the way, your beautiful singing voice is going to thank be preserved? Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Well, I, I just want to comment again. I really appreciate that the characters are not really one-dimensional. Like, even from the beginning where um, Satsuki mm-hmm. was set up as kind of the big bad at the beginning, you think. Even then, I was kind of intrigued by, like, her her motivations. So I thought they did a really good job. Yeah. with the character development and like not making them black and white good or bad but you and know the even she's the it, baddest ass without wearing 
any life fibers in her in her in her uniform yeah. originally. Yeah. It's so good. They did um, a really good job with those characters. Yep. Yeah. Well, that is going to do it for a discussion on Kill a Kill. If you're listening to this, you've probably watched it. If you haven't, there's so much to love here. We have barely touched it. We haven't spoiled too much for it. I mean, you know, you know, the good people are going to win at the end. Sorry, it's 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 a it's an anime. What do you want? <laughs> not a lot of not a lot of bad, not a lot of depressing endings in these kinds of shows. But we're not done with awesome girls doing awesome things. So I sent you the link to it and the link to the opening. Yeah, I peeked at it really briefly. It doesn't look like a battle show. It's I'll not a battle that. show, but it is it is <laughs> it is you know you know how the thing you loved the most about O Maidens in your Savage Season was the girls like doing what they wanted to, even though the school wouldn't let them. Yeah. That is keep your hands off Isaacun. <laughs> it cool. is it is a show about three high school girls who want to create an animated feature and the school won't let them and they end up doing it anyways and it is one of the most beautiful imaginative series you will ever see and the characters are all different and likable and it's just girls refusing to accept the system and saying, well, we're going to do this. Just They're smashing the patriarchy. They're totally smashing the patriarchy. And I love it. it, it it's, two, it's two nerdy girls and a girl who loves money who doesn't care <laughs> shit about it. The, the tall girl who loves money does not care one fucking whit about animation. She cares about her friends and money. Those are the only two things she cares about. Uh, <laughs> I don't even remember all their names because it's been a year since I've watched this. And I'm just, it, it is it is a feast for the eyes. It is 12 episodes long. It's on Crunchyroll. We're going to be watching this. Uh, I'm going to be rewatching it because I need to rewatch this show. This is a show I need to rewatch. But the imagination and the detail and the beauty and the and everything in this show um, it is just nuts. It's so good. It's so fucking good. So we'll be we'll be talking next month about keep your hands off Isaacun, and if you've already seen it, you know how good this show is. Um, that's gonna do it for episode seven of Anime Sweater. I'm hoping that episode eight is gonna be a little easier to record. This month has been really rough for me, um, but we are in the middle of Pride Month here. Uh, and we are currently working on getting interviews out on our main channel, uh, Q for Fun, and we hope that you will listen to those interviews. I'll be posting interviews with uh, Olivia from Azeroth, I'm uh, sorry, from For Azeroth, and uh, with uh, Frasley from Frazzlecast and her own Twitch channel. They were both fantastic interviews that I got to do with Wicked Kitten. And really happy about those. You can also check out our pro wrestling podcast, which is Ann and Emily Wrestle a podcast we just released and then turned around and recorded the 31st and 32nd episodes of that show. Um, even that show has been taking a backseat to my work schedule uh, this month, which I feel really bad about. Uh, we're going to be recording the second full episode of the TV and movie podcast, Few for Fun. And we're going to be talking about movies that we think are very important but are severely underrated or even unknown 
we'll be doing that next week. And we've already mentioned it a couple of times in the show. <laughs> As is it possible to not mention in every conversation I have with anybody? Yep, it's all about uh, the, BTS. <laughs> then the week after we record View for Fun, we're going to get together and record episode two of Becoming Army, where we're going to talk all about Jin. Delightful. And also, we want to shout out our, uh, our, our friend, our comrade, Wicked Kitten, and the Gore podcast. Gore! It came in to bless our podcast a few minutes ago. Mm-hmm. Wicked was here blessing our podcast. We are very grateful. Yes. And everyone should go listen to the Gore podcast. We love it. Uh, you can find this show on Twitter at anime sweater pod you can find me at ann underscore elise you can find lisa uh, so for shea at uh, what is it lisa 3325 yep uh, i can never and... remember it doesn't make any sense <laughs> to me it's it's yeah it's just a yeah yep i came with up up with it many years ago <laughs> and now you're stuck with it now i'm stuck with it all right, and we'll be back next week, or not next week. Well, we will be back next week just to talk about, you know, important movies that are underrated. But we'll be back next month to talk about Keep Your Hands Off of isaac In the meantime, curl up on your couch, keep your air conditioner on, watch some anime. We'll see you later. Bye.